Welcome to the Shift Daily Podcast. I'm Shane Hewitt. It's a daily bite-sized morsel of our four-hour middle-of-the-night program. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. The Shift Daily Podcast starts right now. Still, in case you're wondering, talking about masks, more masks, and more masks. And again, as Canada passes 9,000 deaths, 120,000 cases, there still seems to be debate about wearing masks. Protests continue in major cities. Questions remain about their efficacy. And I didn't know how to spell that, Chris, until you put it there. It's very good. Thank you. I just learned something. Thanks, buddy. General confusion about what mask to wear, when to wear it, how to wear it. I can tell you one thing. Put it over your nose. Uh, Here's a global news report. It's fast become a familiar sight. Across the country, marches against mandatory masks. I'm just tired of all the conflicting information that we're getting from different uh, sources. And he's not wrong. A quick search online turns up a ton of conflicting claims. Warnings that masks weaken your immune system, increase toxins and carbon dioxide, and decrease oxygen, causing brain damage, even death. That really doesn't make any biological sense to me Um, and it's ironic because actually COVID uh, does decrease oxygen absorption. COVID causes brain damage. So this is an oxygen sat probe. We put that theory to the test, checking my oxygen levels while wearing a surgical mask, then a regular cloth mask, and finally a medical grade N95 mask. And 100%. As you can see, the oxygen saturation doesn't change whatever mask you're wearing. I even tried wearing all three masks simultaneously. At 99% with all three masks. They're not comfortable, but... (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Thaslim Nimji and her colleagues wear masks all day, every day. For long procedures, surgeons and, and those in the room are wearing masks and able to perform your surgery without any concern about their own safety. On this Canadian Facebook page, users share tips on how to circumvent mandatory masks and claim the virus can easily slip through the cracks. COVID-19 is indeed tiny, around 0.1 microns, but it doesn't travel solo. The particle attaches itself to a much larger droplet or aerosol, and studies have shown that good quality cotton masks prevent more than 85% of those particles from escaping. The key is also the material. If you do them uh, like a two-layer cotton-based fabric uh, mask, would offer quite a good protection. Scarves and t-shirts are thought to be less effective, but experts admit there's still much they don't know. We're still exploring uh, the efficacy of masks uh, as a strategy to to stop the spread uh, of COVID-19. And and when you have uncertain science, it can be more difficult to to pass on to the public a clear message. What is clear is that the benefits of masks far outweigh the risks, and in the absence of a vaccine, could be our best weapon. Seeing more people wearing masks in general, I think that's kind of cool. There was one store I was in in the mall. So in Calgary, uh, where I do the show from, mandatory masks indoors. Outside the city, though, there's not. And in Costco, pretty much everybody's wearing them. I mean, they're handing them out at the door. Then I was in a Under Armour outlet store in in an outlet mall outside the city, Cross Iron Mills. And everybody in that store, now everyone was crammed in line. There was no spacing in the lineup, but the lineup was long inside the store. 
The thing is, though, is that everybody was wearing a mask except for one person, which I thought was pretty darn good. That's pretty all right. So things are changing. Meanwhile, Canada's top doctor is trying to temper everyone's expectations about getting a vaccine. Dr. Teresa Tam says when a vaccine is developed, it won't necessarily be widely available quickly. That's good news. Uh, she says that we're going to be in this for the long haul yet, possibly <laughs> for several more years. It's likely that there won't be enough vaccines for the population as, um, as the vaccine uh, rolls out. A sobering statement from Canada's chief public health officers as a number of vaccines show significant promise in stage three of development. And Dr. Teresa Tam followed that up with another dose of reality. We're planning as a public health community that we're going to have to manage this pandemic, uh, certainly over the next year, but certainly maybe you know, planning for the longer term of the next two to three years. Not what weary Canadians want to hear as they long for a sense of normal to return, be it patios or restaurants fully reopening. Complacency is probably one of our most dangerous aspects to, to our management of the virus and to our response. That's why physical distancing and wearing a mask will continue to be important to prevent the spread of COVID-19. But that advice hasn't changed in recent weeks, but Alberta is changing its stance on masks for school kids, now saying it will be mandatory for all children grade four and up when they head back this fall. The current evidence indicates that the older a child is, the more similar their transmission may be to adults. And that's, again, the reason why we've had the grade four as this cutoff. Health officials say wearing masks and other safety measures need to be seen as layers of protection to help contain a virus we're still learning about. The COVID-19 alert app is supposed to be another layer, but it also appears to have limitations. Some phones are too old and cannot adopt this app. And ironically, the people who are most likely to need it cannot access it. So it's incumbent upon the app developers to find a solution. Dr. Teresa Tam echoed that sentiment, but still hopes as many people as possible will download it to help increase its success, saying it's one of many tools public health officials are using in the fight against COVID-19. I did get the app and then I uh, did the um, available in my area upload thing and it doesn't work. And same thing with BC is not, not available in your, in your area because you can switch your province, right? So then I switched to Ontario. It does work, but Alberta and BC, it doesn't. So something's not quite exactly right there. The yet. same thing today. Yeah. Exactly yeah the so, same for us. So you get that you go get the app. They're saying go get the app, but in Alberta and BC, it's not even working yet. If you're Ontario, you're good. I didn't check Manitoba though. Maybe I'll do that during the commercial break. I don't understand this text, but I'm going to try to read it anyway. It says, I'm curious, tell your listeners if you've been tested or not, and did you get a test positive or negative? First of all, I'll be very clear. I don't think anybody's private health information is anybody's business. So I'll tell you that right away. So I do take offense to the question. It's not your business. I will answer your question out of respect for the fact that I realized I wasn't clear. We uh, got the app and tested the app to see if it was working in our region. That was all. So there was nothing to upload. There was no code to upload. That's what you do is if you get a positive test, you get a code, you upload your code. Um, that's how it works. Um, and then the next question is, who's my last comment? If you haven't been tested, give your listeners an explanation why. No, I don't have to. I give anybody an explanation why. I will tell my listeners that um, I, um, I did get tested when Alberta opened up public testing because I wanted to get tested to see if I had it. Um, only because of the fact that I had some nagging allergies. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should just go get a test. It's free. I can sign up and go. So I did. So yeah, so if, if you think that um, sending a text in that a radio person is supposed to give up any personal information, um, no, 
It's not at all. Nobody is. That's why nobody has to give up the information. That's why the app's amazing because it's anonymous. It just tells you if you've been in front of it. All right, let's go to uh, Brampton and say hi to Josh. Hey, Josh, nice to hear you. Sir, how's it going? Good, thanks so much, buddy. We got to. Uh, we want to get one more caller in here before the top of the hour. So what's your uh, thought on the masks, man? Uh, I'm okay with the masks. I'm, it's not a big, uh, big deal for me as far as uh, protesting against it. What drives me crazy is how health, health experts and TV do not tout healthy living, clean eating, vitamins, minerals, because obviously that boosts your immune system so much as they do masks and other preventatives. Like, let's talk about healthy living. Well, so, but I think the the reason with that, Josh, and and help me understand what you mean maybe is that, so because they're not talking about uh, getting through COVID or having the impact of COVID, being, um, you know, bad for you and you're sorry, bad for a not healthy person and good for a healthy person, you know, based on diet and those things. I think it's the contagion spread part that they're worried about. That's, that's why they want, that's why the conversations about masks and not about diet. I mean, I'd agree with you. Why wouldn't you take but care of yourself? Why don't we but, talk about both? Why don't we talk about both? Why? Because it's the spread of, it's the spread of the, the thing that they're talking about. It's the spread of COVID because eating a good diet doesn't stop the spread. But it prevents you from having it. Yeah, but still, you can still have it and still spread it and have it not affect you. Like you can be as healthy as you can be and have it and still absolutely. have it and still spread it. But it. Absolutely. But we haven't heard one peep from many health professionals on many different channels, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be in the United States or Canadian channels, since the beginning of this, this entire year. Haven't heard one peep about that. No okay. vitamins are talked about. No minerals well, no, are talked about. I know, but it's because it's about the spread, Josh. That's why. Uh, thanks for the call. I appreciate that one. It's it's about the spread. It's not about, it hasn't been about the vitamins um, and taking care of yourself. Let's go to Derek in Edmonton. Say hi to Derek. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, good. Very good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing all right. You guys so, have the uh, exemption cards in Edmonton, hey? Yeah, we have the exemption cards, and it's supposed to be for people with medical problems. However, there was a lady on a bus that presented her card to a driver and proceeded to say that she only had the card because the masks smeared her makeup. Well, that is important. We are trying to stop the spread of uh, foundation. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know what? And there's been a lot of there's been a lot of people upset in Edmonton, hey, about those cards because there's no explanation. You can go get the card; it looks like a business card, and that's your exemption. With, I mean, they basically unwound the whole rule. It seems to me. Uh, very much so. You you don't have to have any proof that you have a medical condition whatsoever. You just walk up and say, "I have this medical condition," and that's it. Yeah, and they you don't have to prove it. It's weird. It's a strange nope. one. Yeah. As an Edmontonian, Derek, does that bug you? It very much does. Hmm. Interesting. I, Thanks for the call. Uh, I just, I don't want to get COVID, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a bit, it, even if it doesn't bother you, it would certainly be a pain in the butt, um, aside from all the potential health outcomes. I mean, no denying that. But, you know, to Josh's credit, our last caller, you know, the, the impact of COVID certainly would be better if we, you know, maybe stopped eating pizza in bed like I've been doing and maybe ate some vegetables. That's probably a good point from Josh. So thanks for the call, Derek. Have a good night. You too. It doesn't stop the spread, but it certainly would. Uh, you know, I think we all could stand to be a little healthier for sure. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. Let me, uh, Chris, how often do you think about, because you went for a run the other day. Yeah. You went for a run. You regretted it. 
but how often do you think about your your general fitness level where you should be doing something about it? Do you think about this often? Does it nag in the back of your brain? Does it make you feel guilty? Um, yeah, well, during the pandemic, it has because during the pandemic, uh, I've been drinking more. And mm, so yeah. uh, I've put on the COVID pounds and COVID-19 so yeah. recently I, yeah, that's right. I have, well, at least that much, I have been thinking <laughs> about my fitness and yeah, my, my shape a little more recently. Yeah. What about you, Maddie? Um, you know, cause I know that athleticism is, is deep on your list of things that you want to do with your life. <laughs> I mean, I got, I, I enjoy a good long walk and, uh, I try to, um, I I have like a 45 minute walk from my house to here that I try to take as often as possible. Um, but uh, yeah, I think about my health a lot whenever I get off of work and I'm like, oh boy, I've been working all night again and again and again and for four years now. And I, It's I, tough though. <laughs> Your schedule's tough, buddy. Yeah, I think about it a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's also- kind of where it ends. Yeah, that's that's kind of where it ends because you know you've only got one one body, so you may as well uh, have fun with it. That's right. That's true. You know when I think about it, it occurs to me when I do what I just did, which was run to get a coffee and then look at the clock and realize that I had about five seconds to get back upstairs to my office, and then I so I walk up the stairs with a little bit more vigor than I normally would, and I realize that a single flight of stairs takes my breath away. That's when I realize that I should probably do something else with my fitness. I think about that a lot. Like if I'm walking up a flight of stairs, I'll get the burn. But, you know, the other day I did a fairly rigorous hike, you know, yeah. which involved a lot of a lot of stairs, you know. Yeah. But you and were grouchy. I was, I was like, well, I was thinking, well, this is fine. I can do this. You know, I can hike upstairs for an hour. But if I have to go up 15 of them, you know, it wrecks me. 15 stairs or 15 flights? 15 Because right now I'm at a point where 15 stairs is really, really difficult. Yeah, no, I reckon a small amount of stairs is much harder than a large amount of stairs. Right. I get that. That's All my right. philosophy. I was, it's a good philosophy. I, um, yeah. this, is what, this is what I was concerned about, right? Because I, I, I was sort of realizing, and this is what's happened in COVID, and I can't be the only one. So if I, if I am the only one, please lie to me and tell me that you're in this with me. Is that, so I'm lying in bed eating my dinner because <laughs> now I no longer go to even to the couch or to the dining room mm -hmm. table. I just go straight to bed and turn on the TV and watch a show, which I did watch a great show. I'll tell you about that. But the, um, and then I, as I'm lying in bed and I'm like, well, this can't be a good habit, right? This can't be a good habit of this. This is, I wake up in the morning, I get up, I do some things and then I have a little nap and then I wake up and then I have some dinner, but then I take the dinner back to bed and then I watch a show and then I just don't leave my house because now we work from home and this is life today. And it occurred to me that that's probably not okay. Um, welcome to COVID-19. I guess so. If we're I all going to get Tubby, like, we'll get Tubby together. I feel like everyone's got their own kind of, you know, baggage, I suppose, you know, pandemic baggage that's weighing them down, you know, like yeah. maybe if it's your, your lifestyle, your structure or spilling gravy on your sheets or, or whatever it is, you know, it, everyone's just kind of in a holding pattern. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So like, should we, should we air that laundry tonight? Is that, I think, I think that's what I'm hearing. We should air that laundry tonight. What's your, what what's your mean? pandemic baggage? Oh, I mean, should we confess our sins? If you will, I might need a minute to think about it. Yeah. 
your 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 COVID your COVID sins or your your COVID conf- oh COVID confessions. There it is. Ah, uh, yeah, no, just yeah. I don't know, Matty, have you got anything? Well, COVID confessions. Well, when I really think about it, like all, I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like I've I've still had to come to work. Like I've still had like there's been no ex- real change to my day to day life except that I can't be social with anybody. Um. I don't know. It's it's. I don't think I have anything to confess per se. In fact, that I've just been doing a lot, of, a lot more nothing than I usually do. Yeah, well, I get that. I'm, I'm there with yeah. you. But I'll confess that I've woken up in the morning and had a half-empty glass of wine on my nightstand, and looked around the room and realized there's no one going to see me. So what a great way to start oh, the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, let's not I, be wasteful. I get... Well, no, you don't want to waste any amount of alcohol. But yeah, I agree with Maddie. Is like. I think my thing would be that when I have downtime, I don't do anything with it now. I don't read. I don't. I barely watch Netflix anymore. I I look. I just look at my phone, and on my phone, I kind of only cycle between three apps now. I don't really use my phone very much anymore. It's just Instagram, Google Maps, and maybe the news. It's quite bleak. But yeah, I think that would be my my COVID thing is that um i want to do more and be more active with my with my free time yeah all right i it's very very sad when you're quarantined or isolated and you're just checking google maps as one of your favorite three i mean that's very sad and that's like a dog looking out the window going well where can i go today that's not sad that's virtual travel is that what it is <laughs> yeah it's, it's making plans for the future is it what it is okay good okay i like your perspective okay what are yeah. your covid confessions eight seven seven Three nine nine, ninety eight ninety eight. COVID confessions. What are you doing? Are you uh, you putting on the pounds? Um, or what are you doing? All right. Um, Mark says uh, not working out. Mark says I need a smoke halfway up the stairs. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> yep. Right. <clears throat> uh, Roadhammer. I guess I consider myself quite a lucky person because I get out of the house to work a thirteen hour day. Well, you know what? That's a great perspective too, because I mean, there's an awful lot of people that aren't even working, let alone working from home. So I like the positivity of that one. That's good. We'll take that. All right. Uh, COVID confessions. Have you put on the weight, though, really? Because I, uh, you know, I think that everyone's put on a little pudge. A little bit. Are you little asking bit. me? No, I was just looking your direction. I wasn't. Did you feel guilty all of a sudden? No. Well, I mean, I was talking about it earlier. But um, just, just, the, just the bearsies, you know? Just too many bearsies. Yeah. Too many? Is that really Just a thing? Too many. Too many beer? Yeah. Really? Oh no, there's definitely a thing. Okay. <laughs> there's a line. <laughs> there's a line. <laughs> there's a waistline. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you should. Uh, as as Chris reaches over to the fridge and opens one right now. Perfect. Okay, we did talk about uh, drinking too many beers. Uh, Roadhammer did want to pass on to you, Chris, this text. It says, I'll ask my cousin Dan if there's such a thing as too many beers. He often wakes up with a hand stuck in a jar of cheese whiz. So. Oh, we've all done that. Eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Have we? Come on, man! Really? Have we really? Uh, let's go to Ursula in Oliver, BC, and say hi to Ursula. Hey, Ursula. Guess what? Yes. You're the second Ursula I've met. Really? Mm-hmm. I have an Ursula friend. It was it's uh, my buddy Tim's mom in mm-hmm. Calgary. Mm-hmm. And she's okay. a fantastic lady. I'm going to throw you in the uh, fantastic human being bucket, too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Listen, Shane, I love your show. 
I listen to you guys every evening and fall asleep with it. But I've been listening to CKNW since 1958, and all my kids, you know, my old, my oldest son is 58, and he listens to radio to the same station as I do. So good. And uh, yeah, I'm 79 in October, and I love young people like you guys. I love your show because you keep us old people young. Oh, thank you, Ursula. That's fantastic. I love that your 58-year-old son listens to the station, too. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He loves the show, and, and we talk about it a lot. We didn't care too much when Drex came on, because I didn't like his opening, you know, just, ah, stop. <laughs> I like, I just love your show. Never mind. You guys are great, and I miss Bobby, though. Yeah, we all miss Bobby. But we yeah. got a good gang here now, so it's good. Yes, you, know, you sure do. And I love you all for what you're doing. And like I said, you keep us old people young. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's a, such a compliment for me and for everybody here, Ursula. Thank you yeah. so much for taking yeah. the time to call it in. Yeah. Anyway, you guys have a great night. And listen, before you go to bed, say to yourself, tomorrow is a better day. And that it will be a better day. I love that. Ursula, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Ursula and Oliver, BC. How wonderful is that? All right. Earlier on the program, we talked about our COVID confessions. What are some of the things that we've been doing during COVID that we probably should confess? Cleanse our souls. Let's go to Oshawa. Oshawa, Ontario. Hey, Glennie. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Or this morning, I should say. This morning. (laughs) What's your uh, COVID confession there, Glenn? My... my, (laughs) Uh, we got a good chuckle there on the pre-call. Um, my COVID confection is, well, sadly is, COVID hasn't affected my life at all. Uh, I, I live a very boring life, I, I, it would appear. My wife and I, we joke about it quite often because we don't normally go anywhere. I work nights. I sleep during the day, and, uh, and I always do the shopping. So our life never really changed. Even with during the hoarding at the beginning of it, we we always stock up on supplies whenever anything goes on sale. So, sadly, uh, it hasn't done anything to me. <laughs> so you've basically been a hoarder and a living in quarantine for the last bunch of years, is what you're saying? Well, I wouldn't say hoarder. I would say <laughs> collector. Uh, when when the toilet paper was collector. going crazy, we had our, our own supply already previous to that. And whenever it goes oh, on sale, I always buy a couple extra rolls. But being Why in quarantine, you? many of our friends have moved away from the Oshawa area. So we're we're kind of here by ourselves now. So for us to, to visit anybody, we got to travel really long distances. So during this, this quarantine, we, it hasn't affected us. It's sad, oh. but... It's true. <laughs> well, that's that's a good confession. I think that's pretty all right. I, it's it's interesting. Did you know that you were this boring before COVID hit? Did you think that you were a pretty exciting dude before this all hit? I, and you realized you were this I, boring. I, I thought, you know, for a middle fifties uh, couple, I thought that we were were pretty good. You know, we're pretty popular amongst our friends. We do rather well. But <laughs> but like I said, we're we're all all of us. We're all very homebodies. So. When all of our friends have moved away, we don't go to visit them. They don't visit us. So, it, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. But it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm not stressed out. That's the best part. COVID That's has not beautiful. stressed me out. So Yeah. 
I, you know what I, it has, it, I wouldn't say, see, I do this thing about stress. I teach it in, in some of my public speaking about stress and that stress is nothing but a story from the past projected on a, an outcome that we don't even know yet. We're just making it up. And so it doesn't actually exist. It occurs, but it doesn't exist. There's a big distinction there. Um, and, um, but I have found that I've been particularly, um, particularly bothered and off because, you know, we don't know when hockey's starting. The kids are going back to school, but there's been no structure for six months. Like I, I even said today to my, uh, my, my kid's mom, we were talking about uh, some of the parenting stuff. And I said, I just can't wait to have a little bit of structure back for the children. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm fortunate. My youngest is 18 and he's in the workforce now. So, so we, we don't have that stress of the school situation. Um, yeah. Um, I, I was going to comment on something you said, and, and it flew through my head. Uh, I, I must admit, your your comment about stress, I like that. That was that was that was good. A good analogy mm. of it. Oh, good. Well, thank I, you. I, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for the call, Glenn. I, uh, I appreciate you listening. And I appreciate you calling in. And I'm particularly, I would like to acknowledge your, your, your boredness, your boringness, <laughs> and the fact that it brings you into the, into the shift family and into our community. So you be boring and lame all you like, buddy. You're welcome here. That's okay. I call when I can and I text very often and I love the show. So keep it thanks, up. Thanks, Glenn. All right. Okay, buddy. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Let's go to Ontario and talk to Ian. Ian. Uh, you Thanks. have been incredibly patient with us because uh, you called in to share your story. And it's, I, if I understand it correctly, it's just a really cool story. And you've been very patient for, for waiting for me. So thank you. What's going on? Uh, I got nothing else to do. I'm sitting on my, on my lawn chair on my, <laughs> down, my dock. So it is. So, so where's your dock? Tell me first that. Muskoka. <laughs> Beautiful. Is, are you in a Muskoka chair there? You're in the Adirondack Muskoka chair? Yeah. Yeah, and I got my my black lab was at the end of the dock watching the fish jump in and out, and he won't move. Oh man, like how beautiful <laughs> is this? What a life you've got, man! Good work, Ian. Yeah, and there's no lights, and I'm telling you, this oh, the stars are absolutely ridiculous. And I heard two days ago we're not going to see this till 2021, 21, I'm not going to be here, so I got to look at it now. <laughs> yeah, so I got this is the part side meteor shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North, you got to look north northeast. And you're not going to believe the stars. There, it's uh, there, there's thousands, thousands. It's absolutely ridiculous. The, the the lighting is ridiculous. Oh, it's heaven. So this is oh. for Ursula. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. Describe it. Describe it. What does it feel like sitting there, Ian? I mean, here you are. You're sitting on the dock. You're in Muskoka. Yeah. It's a place that many Canadians just wish they could go to. You've got your dog there with you. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. You're watching the Parside uh, meteor shower. Um, tell tell us what does it feel like. What's going on there for you? You you forgot the six pack. Oh <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave home without it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. So good. Well, there's your COVID confession yeah. contribution to the show. Exactly. So, yeah. I so got no mask you, on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have to. Um, that's but the good news. Is, um, yeah. I'm, uh, it's beautiful. I'm uh, about, uh, I don't know, 400, 500, uh, yeah. 500 yards from the next cottage and uh, on a private lake. And it is so calm. You know Love what it. guys, I, uh, I wish uh, everybody could do this, uh, but it is so tranquil. Yeah, if this is what death is like, this is what I want to die like. <laughs> really. I love it. Yeah. Well, don't it die is. on us right now, Ian. I appreciate no, the phone no, call. No. Thank you for painting yeah. the picture for us. It's I so good. I have one thing to say for Ursula. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 
Guten Morgen, mi mamá. Das ist für dich. Dikere kus. Which means, hey, good morning, mommy. Big kiss. In German. I think she's German. German. Yeah. German, yeah. German or Dutch. I think it sounded German, too. Well, I, well hopefully she'll call and say, hey, thank you. <laughs> I hope she, <laughs> but, she will. Well, yeah, this is for all you guys and all your listeners. Look outside and look to the north, northeast, because you're not going to believe this is the, uh, this is heaven. If there is heaven, this is heaven. Thank you, Ian. All right, boys. Have a great evening. Thanks for, hey, you keep too. it up. Keep yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it, and, uh, and enjoy that six-pack. And if you find half of one on your nightstand in the morning, don't hesitate to drink it. That's my COVID <laughs> well, confession. Well, that's going to be from Nugget, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> my COVID confession, Texter says, is that I'm pretty sure I'm borderline diabetic with all the pop I've been drinking. I've been averaging 24 cans a week. Just crushing you guys those, drink a lot of pop anymore? Crushing those cans of Pepsi. Um, do, we, do I drink Pepsi or uh, soda anymore? Yeah. Um, I drink a lot of ginger ale uh, when I have an upset tummy. Um, yeah. Which happens a lot when uh, when you work at night. Maddie's got an upset tummy. When, when your tum-tum is upset, you know. <laughs> uh, what is the song, David? Uh, uh, the Kitty song from Big Bang Theory that they would oh, sing to Sheldon. Soft kitty, soft kitty warm right? kitty, little ball of fur. Happy kitty, sleepy kitty, purr, 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 purr. See? See, that's what I imagine that, that your wife does for you with your glass of ginger ale when your tum-tum's upset. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have to ask her to do that because, yeah, she's a, she's a big fan of that, that song too. <laughs> oh, so good. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. All right, should we uh, dig into an are you okay here and, uh, and do one of these things here? I think we should. Uh, yeah, let me just find the button here. Uh, man, I am, I am on the ball tonight. <laughs> it, it's, it's been just, it's just been all over the place. Just, uh, my oh, goodness. In a good way. You know what? In a good it's, way. It's the show. It is what it is. You know, I think it's all right. I mean, I'm not worried about it. So, I mean, I'm sitting here, I've got my, um, my cookie package that I got on my last WestJet flight. I'm not sure it's, uh, I don't know how long they've been in the kitchen for, but you know, let's make some noise and, and not worry about it. You ready? Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's do Are You Okay? Are you okay with hooting and hollering going on in your town? You okay? Are you okay with hooting and hollering going on in your town? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> oh, man. Are you okay with hooting and hollering going on in your town? You know what I love? I love nothing more. I live in a townhouse, so there's everyone is kind of close by. Oh, God, that's a good point. I'm going to well, full stop on Are You Okay? Trucker Kevin says, I think that this is, this is funny. No surprise, Matt Jinx drinks ginger ale. <laughs> so if you don't know Maddie, um, Matt's a redhead. So That is that's true. Funny. It is a very full true stop. thing. <clears throat> Sorry, shiny things. It's the kind of show that it is today. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's like, that's like um, you know, it's kind of like eating your own, though, Maddie. With the ginger ale. Drinking your own, yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't want to drink your own, that's for sure. Or anybody that's else's. That's not good, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, Chris's face. Oh, my God, I wish this was a TV show right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope everybody likes what they're hearing. Um, the hooting and the hollering, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Are, 
Are you okay with hooting and hollering going on in Utah? It, not when I'm trying to sleep, and I sleep during the day, so it's I hear a lot of noise. Yeah. I, I Living in a townhouse, I love nothing more than when it's friends on one of the patios just laughing and hooting and hollering, having a good time. But when it turns into the arguing F-bombs and, and all that sort of stuff, the bluster, then I'm like, nah, I'm out. That's it. Too late. Shut her down. What do you think, Chris? I do like the terms hooting and hollering. Like, I have always wanted to live in one of those Mel Brooks kind of like blazing saddles towns where everyone's jumping from one foot to the other, like shooting pistols in the air. Um, Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty fun to me. But I will say that when I moved to North America, I had um, a severe culture shock at just how loud everybody is. Um, Really? Even in in Canada? Yeah. Yeah, even in Canada. um, uh, Not as bad as the Americans. I I guess I should say that. Yeah, that's way louder. Save myself, but um, no, just like um, like the culture shock of uh, people walking down the street talking to themselves loudly on the phone, and mm. uh, just uh, like people like yelling across the street to each other in conversation, like, "Hey, hey, Brett, you want one of these? You want? I'm I'm going to get two. You know, just stuff like that. You know, <laughs> what, what did she say? What did you say? <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. 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 All right. Was, good to see you. Yeah. No. So just that sort of stuff was, um, is, is like, uh, kind of, I, 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 I'm kind of like very noise sensitive. I met a guy in a bar once who loved loud mechanical noises like trucks and stuff. And this, I'm the opposite. So I'm very sensitive to that sort of stuff. So yeah, my answer is no, I'm not okay with it. So, uh, if possible, you've you've had the loud cell phone talker. You've met my father. That's possible because he is the loudest of the cell phone talker. He goes from being a normal spoken man to when the phone rings and he gets on a phone call, you can hear him a mile away. I don't know why. I think he thinks the cell phone signal works better when you yell, gives you more bars. I don't know. Niagara on the Lake Ontario uh, Town Council, beautiful. Oh, my God, love that place, has unanimously voted to uh, down a widespread ban on excessive noise that would have prohibited an array of everyday sounds. The proposed bylaw would have banned noise louder than... Sorry. Let's get the clip. uh, Well, do you know what the clip is? Do I know what the clip is? Yeah. No. No, that's a surprise for me, too. Okay, let's just play it. (laughs) All right. Why not? It's going that way. Oh, that's what it is. (laughs) <laughs> we should keep that I, around. I, I made that. I, you know, I've been in. Uh, I, that's beautiful. I've been in Niagara in the Lake. Never has it sounded like that. I well, I looked very hard. I really wanted to do this story, so I looked so hard for a news report or something, and um, I couldn't find anything. So I just made twelve seconds of hooting and hollering. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. <laughs> You know, when we do stuff like this, the show's budget really shines. Well, That's yeah, for sure. yep. my budget shines. What budget? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pros, uh, proposed bylaw on Niagara Lake would have banned noise louder than 50 decibels overnight and 55 throughout the day. 55 decibels throughout the day. Come on, that's louder than talking. Um, while a normal conversation is measured at 60. So there you go. Can we, um, can we just uh, turn on the microphones and listen in to Niagara on the Lake right now this early in the morning? Hear what it sounds like? Uh, 
<laughs> What's the honk there, there? Is that like one of those old horns? Uh, where... That's um, I think because like uh, one of the sound effects I put in there was uh, the Goofy hollerin, like the character mm-hmm. Goofy from Disney, and uh, on on YouTube next to it was a it said Boink SFX. So I was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that. So I got the Boink and I put it in there. Well, who doesn't need works. a good Boink sound effect, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. Okay, so in case you missed it, Sir Christopher, with some stories of uh, some other things we didn't quite get to on the show tonight, so we can uh, get to them now because that's what we do. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my jingle. In case you missed it on the radio, here's New Zealand's Chris Gilbert. Take it away. Did you just do that live? Was that live that time? Uh, it sounded it sounded too energetic to be live currently. <laughs> All right, is this checking? Um, yeah, the, these are not so much show uh, stories that we didn't get to on the show. These are more like stories that we will never do on the show. Um, Perfect, because then they're rubbish. But um, cool. Let's get to the first one. Um, uh, yeah, in the UK, uh, there's a chief. Mouser. Did you guys know that there was a chief mouser in the UK? Did not. Can you imagine what species of animal the chief mouser is? I'm kind of assuming it's a cat. Is it a, uh, is it a potato chip Gilbert? It's a potato chip Gilbert. That's right. It's a cat. And he's the chief. Yeah. Well, I was going to say in England, he's right. He's potato chip Gilbert. Well, we're going to get to that. Don't worry. But right. he's the chief mouser, so can you guess what uh, his his job has been until now? Chief. Ch- chasing, chasing. He's a firefighter, chief. or he's chasing chasing the mouses. Oh well, you know that's good. A firefighter. That's a good thought. Well, his name is Palmerston because, of course, it is. He's he's British. And he's just retired as the UK's top diplomatic cat. There you go. Hmm. He's not hmm. a firefighter. He was a diplomat, Shane. A of diplomatic course. cat. Well, why yes. wouldn't he? I mean, I can imagine that if, if you had like a, a, a tense standoff between, I don't know, somebody from Israel and someone from Palestine and they're shouting at each other in a room, you just put down a little cat in the middle of them. Problem solved. Sounds like the problem would definitely be solved, yeah. Everyone's friends now. Everyone likes a cat. Anyway, um, (laughs) here's a story. No, everyone likes a cat. (laughs) Yeah, Chief Mouser Palmerston has retired as the UK's top diplomatic cat, and we have a little bit of a clip. Looks like this office cat has traded his nine lives for retirement. Palmerston, the foreign office cat who has been residing in London for close to five years, is now switching to a more relaxing life in the countryside. On the cat's Twitter account, he, or maybe one of his handlers, wrote to Simon McDonald, the foreign office's most senior civil servant. I have enjoyed climbing trees and patrolling the fields around my new home in the countryside, adding, I will miss hearing the footsteps of an ambassador and sprinting to my hideout to see who it is. And in true cat fashion, Palmerston signed his retirement letter with two paw prints. Although this might be a huge loss for the office, Downing Street still has Larry the cat. Thank goodness for Larry. Yeah. So they sent the cat to the farm. I've heard that story before. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. I like how it also says in typical cat fashion, he signed it with two paw prints, because we all know a cat that does that, right? Signs their retirement Absolutely. letter by, by jumping on it. Um, they don't have thumbs. I, Duh. I, 
I will just say quickly that about this story, it does smack of that like disgusting, like what I think <laughs> happened. All right. <laughs> this is what I think happened. And I, 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 this makes my skin crawl a little bit because it's so cringy. Is some, there was like some top foreign secretary or some, something that had, that insisted that their cat Palmerston be taken to work with them. And Palmerston must come to the office with daddy, is what happened, I reckon. And then Don't that happened. Daddy. And hey, it's British. And then right. that happened. Right, yeah. And then someone, someone came into the office one day and was like, oh, look. Oh, you have a little cat. Who's that? Your mouser in chief. Ha 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 ha. And it's like, oh, that's very good. Ha ha. Oh, he's poorly good at his job. Ha 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 ha. We should make it. We should make. No, there's a pun that's been made about this story, and um, we should make an Instagram account for him. Ha 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 ha. And then it just you you anthropomorphize it like, oh, imagine if a cat was like a politician. Ha 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 ha. And it, it's, it's not funny. And it's, it's, it's a serious job. And I don't really think that the cat's qualified to do it. So um, I'm well, glad he's retired. Compared to some other politicians. But I would like to say if this were Canada, not the UK, if this were, the, uh, this were Justin Trudeau's government, that Chief Mouser, Palm, Palmerston, the Canadian cat, would not only be there at Rideau Hall, but would also be collecting a salary that was uh, supplemented uh, by someone else and still collecting that salary and probably getting speaking fees. Just saying. If he's part of this government, he's probably hanging out backstage at Coldplay concerts off his tits on catnip. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. It wouldn't be Coldplay. Clearly, it'd be like Big Sugar, but okay. Isn't isn't that who played at those those wee charity gigs? I heard it was Coldplay. It was yeah, it was it totally was Coldplay. Who was there? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, have we had enough of the cat? We can move on. I really haven't, but we probably should. Okay, let's move on. Um, cool. Uh, Nick's story we, also involves. Hmm? Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to ask you to do the, the the German guy, but whichever one you want. Oh well, there's well. Excellent, excellent, because the next story is uh, also involves an animal, and it involves a foreign country, and I'll just read the headline, German nudist chases down a boar who snatched his laptop. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. You see, if you know what, if that was, why wouldn't you just be grateful that it was your laptop? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, if, the, if there's a boar and it snatches something and you're nude... Just be grateful it was the last laptop that the boar tried to snatch. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I got all kinds of jokes coming into my head right now, but none of them are really appropriate. <laughs> oh, I was going to say mean, something really okay, inappropriate Joe Biden, there. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, this is like the most click clickbaitiest story ever like if you see german nudist chases down boar who snatched his laptop you kind of have you to have click to. that you have to um yeah and germans really aren't helping their stereotype here but the a german nudist had the last <laughs> laugh after giving chase to a wild boar they had run off with his bag containing his laptop pictures posted on social media show the naked man running after a a so is it the official term sow sow thank you i haven't come across that word before and her two piglets to the mirth of fellow bathers at Berlin's Tuflesse, or Devil's Lake. Um, oh I'm not doing a very good job at reading, so uh, there's a clip from City News <laughs> that we can play. 
This is um, we're going out. We're going out there on this one. This is a German man and all his bits and pieces now famous, Melissa. Oh, after, boy. After he chased down a wild boar who stole his belongings at a nude sunbathing park in Berlin, Germany. Uh, the man can be seen running full on after the boar, who he said ate his pizza before making off with his laptop bag. The man was swimming. The boar came and took his stuff. He, he did track the boar down, got his, got his laptop back. <laughs> And uh, all ended well. But, um, you know, you could say a lot about our stories that we talk about, but they're never boring. Oh, dear. That's you know what the, you, uh, the man uh, got out of the lake there? And the first thing he said was, Alice Seinfeld, was the water was cold. Das, das ist nicht gut. Das ist schlecht. <laughs> nicht gut. Das ist, das ist nein. That is, in English, that, that is not. That's all. That's, that's <laughs> not. That's not. Yeah. Um, stole my yeah. laptop. There, there is, there actually is a, um, there's a bit on the television show QI featuring Stephen Fry where he talks about what is, where is my cell phone in German, and he keeps saying it throughout the show, and it's where is mein Handy, <laughs> and every time he says it, it's just a it was hilarious thing of, oh, where is mein Handy? Where is my Handy? Anyway, the guy's famous, and just like every other beachgoer, what would you do when you see a man chasing a boar? Uh, you wouldn't help him or discourage him. You take out your camera and you take some pictures. Absolutely beautiful stuff. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tune into the show online or on the radio.